So to be clear, that's a nano on the paycheck? You get your pay at the end of the day. It's store policy. Now take these light bulbs out back and don't break them. Okay, Mr. Roper, right away, sir. you primitive screwheads listen up hey everybody welcome to our podcast i'm jason and i'm richard and this is the evil dead cast episode four and it's finally time time for episode one yay after a long wait of about 23 years (laughs) (laughs) yeah ash is back so it's ash versus evil dead pilot we're going to be talking about that uh, you, if you haven't seen it, should go watch it right now. Don't, totally. Don't listen to this until you have. You'll so, watch it and then come back and listen to this. And then come this. back and listen. And let's get right into it. So it's our top five highlights for season one, episode one of Ash versus Evil Dead called El Jefe. Yeah. So you and I really haven't talked at all except when I asked you if you saw it and you said yes. And I said, what do you think? And you said... <laughs> I said, yes! <laughs> what a great show. It was awesome, man. I was I totally into it. I know. It, I, was, it, it was everything you wanted it to be. <laughs> it was such a pleasant surprise. I mean, you know, over the last three episodes, we've talked about the Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. And throughout all of that, you know, we've been saying, oh, I hope that they have this element and you know, I hope they focus more on this and some of the things that I hoped for are a little different. Like I wanted it to be a little scarier, but it was funny in a way that I just literally laughed out loud at least three or four (laughs) times. And I was so happy about that. You know, sometimes you just chuckle or you go, Oh, that was good. But I was like busting up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, belly laughing at some points. And yeah. Considering everything that they had to do and balance to make, you know, to, to appease everybody and what they wanted to see, they, I think yeah. they did a pretty good job. I think they did an amazing job. I mean, I just hope that they can keep it up. Yeah. That's right. all. Because Sam Raimi wrote and directed this, and he did not, I don't think he wrote, well, I don't, I can't find out who wrote the episodes, but you can see the directors on uh, IMDb and Wikipedia, and he, he didn't direct any of the remaining nine episodes. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was some of the original writers. I mean, there was a lot of original people from the movies on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, I loved it. I don't. It's not for everyone, you know. I wrote on our Walking Dead cast page today. I saw the pilot; it was great, and then I realized, well, maybe a lot of people who are into Walking Dead probably won't like it because. It's really, it's goofy and it's borderline offensive and, uh, and I <laughs> yeah, love it. It pretty much opens that way too. <laughs> yes. Which is awesome, dude. Cause I was saying, you know, oh, that, you know, now that we're in this more progressive and enlightened age, it, you know, it won't be as much about objectifying women. And then the first thing you know, Ash is just fucking this chick in a bar. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> in the girl's bathroom, yeah. yeah. And I and I was sort of like, ah, I'm glad they went there, you know, they just went balls out. <laughs> yeah, it was actually a, a little bit of a slap in the face, but then it's like, oh yeah, this yeah. is what I wanted to see. This is Ash. Yeah. I mean, even more like we've never even seen anything quite like that in an Evil Dead movie, so it was kind of a shock, right? Edgy. But yeah. um what really made it beyond a shadow of a doubt okay from because i was a little uncomfortable like oh my god uh but when he started well first of all slapping her on the ass with his wooden hand (laughs) but then when she turned into a deadite i'm gonna come for you and then all of a sudden she was back to normal and he he's like i gotta go and she's like well we could finish and he's like all right yeah but he's still looking scared Uh, all right he's like looking all around but he's still slapping her while he's sort of looking behind him gotta finish gotta take care of business (laughs) that's awesome all right well let's get into our top five what's your number five my number five is uh ash was ash exactly i i can't remember exactly what i said in the previous podcast but i wanted to see ash's character put into all these odd ball situations you know in real world situations and that Uh that's exactly what they did yeah it was awesome Uh he he he, uh he became really good at picking up women too yeah it's almost like the the movies um they feel almost limited in scope now because he's in the first two trapped in this cabin and He's not really in our time in the in the third one, not at all. Yeah. So uh, now we get to see how this guy is in the the normal world. Yeah, how he interacts. Yeah. yeah, so it's awesome. Well, uh, yeah, you mentioned how he is with women, and um, I was kind of shocked that he actually succeeded with the woman in the bar, but then it became clear that he has a certain animal magnetism. Yeah, <laughs> and even the even Kelly, who came off really tough at first, started to fall for it towards the yeah. end. Yeah, well, I mean, after you chop up so many deadites, what do you got to lose, right? Yeah, he's got he's got an attitude, and what I love about him is he's full of contrasts. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's a, a bumbling idiot, yeah. and he's like the coolest guy in the place. Like smooth, yeah, yeah, like uh, Pablo said, you know the coolest thing here well that's true <laughs> he's confident but yeah scared stupid yeah, yeah yeah and he's um he he has people wanting to take care of him like uh the woman at the trailer park and and pablo so it seems like he can't really take care of himself but in other ways he's more capable than anyone else around yeah which they recognize in him yeah, they recognize that even at times when he doesn't have confidence in himself. I love that Pablo sees that greatness in Ash before he's actually seen very much evidence of it. Right. And then when he sees Ash with his chainsaw at the end in his kind of almost like a superhero outfit, he's like, hey, welcome welcome back. Or I forget exactly <laughs> what he said, but he, he kind of knew that there was something more to Ash than he'd been showing before. Yeah, he, be, he became an instant groupie. Yeah, but he already was. I mean, when you saw, uh, he, he's like, hey, I got great news. I got turkey burgers. Want to come over? And uh, he's like, I can't tonight. And then Pablo like looks down and he's like his <laughs> yeah. little puppy dog, you know? Yeah, that's true. He did. Yeah, it's, it's like he was idolizing him, huh? Yeah, he already was idolizing him, but for not, not a very good reason. I mean, right. this whole, this is a very, um, it's a comedy. And so. I don't know how much you can read into anything because 
a lot of it's played for laughs, but yeah, I do feel like there's more interesting things to talk about than just, you know, because it's about this flawed character who, um, I don't know. I, I just love that. Uh, like I was saying, like all the contrasts with him, I do feel like there's guys like that, you know, who are in some ways very cool, but in other ways, total failures. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> most of us. I think. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <coughs> I mean, I'm already going on in my number five, but it's just the whole character of Ash. One thing that's different about him, obviously, is Bruce Campbell's 57 years old now. Oh, is he really? Yeah, I think that's right. I looked it up. Ah. Yeah, and they could have, like, I remember it was been several years ago now, but I used to like watching reruns of The Monkees when I was a kid. Did you ever watch that? Yeah. And they were this uh, they kind of created the music video but they were this kind of bumbling rock group who had had all these groupies and it was fun and funny to watch and then when they got older like i think in their 50s they tried to do another show and they did this, <laughs> their same antics but it was really sad oh, to watch yeah. it wasn't funny at all and it's just like a bunch of old men acting like idiots but uh they really made this work with his age i think it helped that they acknowledged his age. acknowledged it yeah totally his dentures and his girdle <laughs> <laughs> oh man was that the greatest opening or what yeah i only if uh, the only thing that diminished it at all is that they showed it a lot in the previews yeah so i know knew. you kind of i mean you it, you instantly recognized it but it still worked it was great yeah it's awesome <gasps> in the way <laughs> in the way he acted oh yeah Ooh. and then uh he mentioned about needing to do cardio later and yeah, the second thing i'm gonna do is cardio <laughs> and then Jesus. flirting with uh kelly even he talked about i know it's crazy it's he's like man. yeah yeah i know i'm a little overweight she's like 30 pounds overweight yeah he goes right, i'm 10 right, pounds, pounds overweight yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway it, it he's great he's a great character was that your number five yeah pretty much yeah so what, my number four was one of those contrasts you were talking about. Uh, you got I mean, so far we've we've talked about Ash and, and his character and how funny he was, but then they would cut to Amanda and his, and her partner, the other cop, and they were doing the investigation. You know, mm-hmm. when 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 the deadites and when the evilists entered the world, and that was serious. I mean, yeah, it turned into serious, and it turned creepy, and it turned a little bit scary. Yes. And bloody. And then I thought, oh, this is cool, because you got Ash on one side, and then you got this, like, seriousness on the other side, and it kept building this anticipation. I was like, oh, I can't wait for the for the two to meet. You know, I can't wait for mm-hmm. Ash to, to get into this, to, to the serious stuff with Amanda. Uh, the, the other cop got killed, but Amanda... Yeah, she, she, she's she's you know she's going to carry the show I think as a as as her character. Yeah, that was I don't know if it was my favorite part because I loved laughing at all the things Ash did, but I think it was really important for, for me to, for the episode to have that because yeah. it was creepy and scary. It was scarier than anything in Army of Darkness. Totally, and yeah. it was much more like Evil Dead too. And so I was like, yes, I was so happy to see that deadite's head turn around and then its arms kind of crack. So it was walking backwards yeah. at them. And then when she was shining the light around and you could only see a little bit at a time 
and she shined it up at the ceiling and saw that her partner crawling across the ceiling. Right. So yeah, it was really creepy. And that's, you know, you got Ash who's, who's the one everybody wants to see and, and the funny guy, why you're going to tune in. But I, you know, Amanda and her character is, is, is going to be the, what drives the story. I think, you know? Yeah. Well, I get the sense that, I mean, she's damaged by this and, uh, you know, I want there to be stakes and she, uh, got a knife through her hand. Pablo got a, a knife in the shoulder. Yeah. Some people died. looks like there are some stakes, so that's good. And I think she will blame Ash. She's messed up, right? She's going to the psych ward. She's psychologically. Yeah. She's like, she didn't even realize, or she didn't believe maybe that it happened. Yeah, and, so and then she, she went had back to go and check. revisited. Yeah, she revisited the crime scene, and she's being investigated by Internal Affairs for homicide. Yeah, and uh, so I, it seems to me like she's not going to be friends with Ash, which is fine. <laughs> we need drama, <clears throat> but I, I have a feeling. I mean, I, based on some of the things, uh, just briefly that we read about her character, that she'll have, she'll feel like all of this trauma that she's suffering is his fault which it is because yeah. he had to go and read his book to this chick <laughs> oh, what an idiot <laughs> I got some poetry for you yeah, yeah some <laughs> French poetry he's all high after 30 years what you're gonna smoke a joint and, and then read the passages come on I know and and uh, according to him that was the first time he's done it since then <laughs> So it just sat there right within reach that whole time. Yeah. 30 but, years right there next to him. No. But I believe it. I, yeah. That's, it, that's him. That's yeah, what he does. It wasn't like, no, that's impossible. It's like, no, that seems right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at how they all just read from it in the first couple of movies. Yeah. You think they learned their lesson. Yeah. Well, there's more contrast. Like I like, when he was singing space trucking space trucking and then <laughs> yeah. and then after he you know gets encountered by the deadites and he's kind of freaked out on the way home he's like space trucking <laughs> <laughs> and then but in that first scene he's like rocking out you know dee, 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 and then he starts drinking his high c yeah high c bruce campbell here's a quote he says Ash continues being a trash talking know-it-all who doesn't really know anything. He's the ultimate anti-hero. He's kind of an idiot, but man, if I had to go to battle, I'd want to be next to that guy because he'll bring it if he has to. <laughs> he'll go medieval on your ass. <laughs> okay. My number four is just how funny it was. I've kind of talked about it a little bit, but some of the, my favorite moments, can you guess what my favorite moment where I laughed the most Ah, uh, let me think. Was it when he got high and read the Book of the Dead? No, I think that was number two. And then he's like, sure. fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember? What would I do that for? <laughs> no, it was when his boss said, uh, can you take these light bulbs to the back? <laughs> no. <laughs> and he, he dumped them all out. And then he steps all over. <laughs> Yeah, that was classic. And, he, and the look on his face. Probably ooh, some ooh. Three Stooges stuff there. That <laughs> yeah. was hilarious. Then he starts <laughs> sweeping it under the pallet. <laughs> <laughs> Looking around. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just got me. 
I watched it like three or four times and laughed every time. Uh, and then just little things like <laughs> with his boss, he's like, so that's a <laughs> nano on paycheck. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that before. <laughs> Yeah, and then he, Pablo's he the, the trash talking imbecile <laughs> for sure. Pablo's talking about how come on, I got I got my upstairs neighbor hired to help out. Like when you take your naps or you come in late or you don't come in at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you say? So yeah, I could always use a backup or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Uh there's a couple more when um <clears throat> Ash said to Kelly, do me a favor, will you? Thank your mother for me. She passed her jeans down to you in all the right places. And he's, she's like, my mother died in a car accident six months ago. And he's like, wow. Um, you know, in the future, you might want to just say sure, I'll tell you, because dropping a bomb like that on somebody you just met is downright rude. You're young. You'll learn. You'll figure it out. Yeah. And then I loved when she goes... She grabbed his arm and put his face down and touch me again and you're going to need another wooden hand. And he's all, another wooden hand in place of my real hand or in place of my wooden hand? <laughs> She's like, your real hand. Yeah, that, that's good writing for his character. It was funny. Yeah, so hilarious. There were a couple of misses. Um, not too bad, but like when the boss said, you retard, and I can say that because my gardener's won. Yeah, and then at the end when uh, Ash said yo granny I hope you took your geritol because it's time to dance (laughs) (laughs) I was just like "Uh, yeah some of them came off as trying a little too hard yeah 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 trying a little too hard exactly but uh, overwhelmingly I I just I laughed like crazy (laughs) okay what's your number three Uh, well we pretty much covered it my number three was that all you know Ash and his his ashisms, his mm-hmm. his trash talking, mm-hmm. which is one of the things that made me fall in love with him when I watched uh, uh, Evil Dead Two and, and Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. There was another one that when he was like asking his neighbor to help him, <laughs> and he's like, "Could you clean up a little and route out the whatever <laughs> you know, clean drain the tanks and <laughs> really get in there?" <laughs> and he's like, "Really get in there?" It's, yeah, real intense there for a second. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, anything for you. I remember hearing him say one more for Papa, too, but I don't remember why he said that. One more for Papa. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember either. But that's that's what Ash does. He does it well. <laughs> All right. My number three is uh, just examining how much it's like the movies and, and things from the movies. I was happy to see the car, for one thing. Oh, yeah, the car. That's right. Yeah, I saw the car and I cheered. I was like, yeah. there it is. There it is. The Delta Oldsmobile. Was it an 88? Yeah. Uh, 73 or Oldsmobile 73 Delta 88. Oldsmobile Delta, yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. And the first shot, he's coming down this spooky road. So it looked like right out of one of the movies. Yeah. I feel like he's more the Ash from Army of Darkness uh, than Evil Dead 2 a little bit. Because yeah. for one thing, he didn't talk much in Evil Dead 2. He just said a lot of one word things a lot of the time. All right. Right. Work shed. Yeah. But the show is skewed, I think, more towards Army of Darkness, but there but it is not all the way. It's between. It's between Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness, I would say. And a lot of that Amanda stuff has has to do with that. So that's great. Didn't we didn't uh we find out 
or talk about how they weren't going to reference Army of Darkness because it sure seems like they did. Yeah. Or uh, they didn't have the rights to it or something to that effect. Yeah, something like that. But I mean, I'm just saying in tone, you know, I don't think they necessarily took anything specifically out of that. Yeah. But just the fact that it's it's a comedy, you know, it's it's a straight and there's more dialogue and he's more of a ladies man like he was in Army of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. That's true, huh? Yeah, they didn't really reference anything directly. No, and it was interesting when they went back and showed parts of the Evil Dead movies while he was telling Pablo his story. Yeah. They showed more from Evil Dead. I think it, it maybe it was all. From I think the it was first all from movie. Evil Dead too, yeah. No, I think it was the first movie. No, because he was talking about his hand. He's like, oh, I got it in my hand, so I had to chop it off that's the right. wrist. But the, wasn't the girlfriend his first, girlfriend first Linda? Linda. I, I still think... It was Evil Dead 2. Yeah, I can uh, go back and watch it again, but I think it was fan. all Evil Dead 2. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, I like that they... Uh, didn't have that at the beginning, you know, like they have with right. the movies that they, you know, it, it, it flowed really well when he was just telling his new friend. That's what was so great about this episode is that as soon as you thought it's like, it's like they go, you know, 10 minutes in and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I wonder if they're going to, you know, talk about evil to two. Boom. They start talking about yeah. evil Dead too. So it's cool. like, Hey, I wonder if he's going to bring out the chainsaw. Boom. He brings yeah. out the chainsaw. It's just like, right when you Iconic. were thinking about it, they, they gave you what you wanted. That's uh-huh. what was, that was what was great. And it was funny how he he opens up like one curtain and you see the silhouette of his chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. That's my number two is, is you know, like you know, the, the references to the previous movie, uh, you know, with the Oldsmobile and the chainsaw. And it wasn't just, gee, I wonder if he's going to use his chainsaw. It was like, oh, yeah. they open the curtain yeah. of the heavenly music and boo, there it is. <laughs> and then he opens the curtain again and then. There's a deadite there that <laughs> yeah. w- that didn't have a silhouette for some reason. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, what did you think? So here's where it got a little farcical, but I think it was because they wanted to make it like, here it is, Ash is back, like with the chainsaw in silhouette, and then he rips off his shirt and he's got his Ash outfit <laughs> yeah. underneath. What did you think of that? And then he like has got the spring-loaded shotgun shooting out from the floor, right? Stepping on the thing, and I, it's it's you know it's it's obviously overdone and, and melodramatic and and all that, but it it just fit. Yeah, because, I thought like, so too. Again, you're like, come on, you know, Ash. Let you know he was resisting. He's yeah. like, it's like, come on, Ash, be Ash. And then they really just put it over the top. It's like, okay, give him the shotgun, boom, yes. out of the floorboard. You know, give him the chainsaw and have him kick some ass. And that's it was mm-hmm. just, it was all timing. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It was all about it was about the feeling too. Like there he is. Because yeah, because if you would like have started watching that the episode right at that point, you'd be like, what the hell. That's corny as hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it built up to, to it. it. Yeah, totally. You're right. And uh, the only thing I wonder about it is I like, like I've said before, when he's freaked out and uh, rattled. And so yeah. I hope he's not just this super superhero guy for the rest of the series. I think it'll still vary, though. Yeah. He'll still be freaked out sometimes. And then just finishing up, like... uh how it's like the movies we've already talked about how Amanda's scenes were pretty scary. Um, what about the doll? That was kind of more army of darkness, right? But it was good. 
Yeah, it was. It was. It was uh, creepy. It creeped me out at the yeah. beginning. With it. And it got a little bit goofy, <coughs> but just and a little. It, yeah, then it got funny. So it was like, okay, well, you know, mm-hmm. staying, you know, with, with tradition here, so to speak. So, so I thought it, I thought it worked. Yeah, yeah it me, creeped me, me out. Too. I don't like dolls to begin with. <laughs> it kind of looked like Taylor Swift. I thought. but i liked it i liked it and i liked that pablo came in and squished it and said what that what was that so he got he got to actually see some of it that was great the 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 cgi took me out of it just a little bit but i don't a little bit yeah i was gonna say i was also gonna say that uh i like ash's reaction you know he walks by the rack of dolls and then he thinks he sees something and unlike a normal person who would just (laughs) dismiss it like whatever <laughs> he backs up and he's like uh uh-uh, this ain't right i've had, i got too much experience with this bullshit he's like hmm, and then the doll attacks him yeah but unlike any other person who had experience with it he gets his face right up in it <laughs> <laughs> that's the imbecile <laughs> Uh, then they had, we had them in the trailer at the end and when it was being bashed around from the outside, that was totally Sam Raimi, Evil Dead 2. Bam. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was pretty his, cool. His, uh, his, his like signature filming style. Huh? Mm-hmm. All right. What's your number two? I think we're on. Ah, uh, number two. Uh, it was that. It was, it was bringing in elements from the, from the original movies. Oh, we did the same one. Yeah. Okay, mine is... Uh, just the other characters. What did you think of Pablo? Uh, he, he was great. All yeah. the other characters were great. They were totally, uh, they were good actors and they were yeah. totally supporting, you know? Yeah. I liked him a lot. I thought he was just what I was hoping he was going to be. He's a wide eyed, interesting. He's kind of a beta male, but I love that he's so supportive. Yeah. He's kind of funny looking. He's going to make the perfect sidekick. Yeah. And, uh, He's interesting too. Like they all have these little interesting bits that will probably play out. Like right. he, he he stumbled about whether he's from Honduras or New Jersey. Uh-huh. Get the feeling that's gonna have. And then his uncle was a shaman, which yeah, which they can call on later if they uh-huh. need to. And then there's Kelly, who uh, I like that she was tough, but like I said, she kind of fell for him later on, which was unexpected for me anyway. I wonder where that's gonna go. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't really necessarily see it turning into a romance. That'd be kind of awkward. I mean, I, I for me, all bets are off at this point. I don't know yeah, what to expect. You never <laughs> know. That's true. And then they had a, a brief, brief cameo of uh, of uh, Lucy, Lucy Lawless's yeah. character. What, what was her name? Ruby. Yeah, but so she's gonna cool. play big in it. It's like she, her face turns around from the in the restaurant, and you're like, "Whoa, yeah, it's Lucy." I mean, Ruby. <laughs> her name is Ruby Noby. Ruby Noby. And so Noby is it was also the professor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a little clue, and then Amanda, who is, I thought she was a good actress too, and yeah. she was good at seeming scared and everything, and she's beautiful, Jill Marie Jones. Yeah. So gorgeous. <laughs> they are. All three of them are pretty. Yeah, they are. So anyway, good job on the supporting characters so far. Uh, one thing about this. So I said I wanted there to be stakes. What if by the end of this season, Pablo and Kelly and Amanda and Ruby are all still alive? Does that mean the show will have less impact or does it matter? 
at the end of the 10? Yeah. If they're all still alive? That's a good question. Ah. Uh, no, because I think that if, well, if you grow to like the characters, then they become part of the show. So you want to see them succeed. You want to see them survive. You want to see them carry on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the whole familiarity thing. So you, here's I think, the thing. Like already, right now, if one of them gets killed off, I'd be a little bit sad. Yeah. Here's here's why, one reason why I'm asking. So in The Walking Dead, you get really attached to the characters and then some of them die. And every few episodes, somebody dies. And that means that you're always afraid for the characters. You never know who's, you know, somebody could die at any minute. So it seems like it's really, they're really in a dangerous situation. And so it's exciting. Even though you do get sad, I love that about the show. And they take that from the comic that is based on the comic was the same way. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so for Evil Dead, I don't know. It's a comedy. It's more of a comedy, so maybe it doesn't matter. But I, I feel like if we go a whole season and nobody dies, then it just will seem like the deadites aren't really that much of a threat. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Uh, I, I uh, confess I haven't watched very many episodes of The Walking Dead. So would that be because, would part of that be because that it happens so often? So, so you are on the edge of your seat on who's going to survive and who's not. Because uh, I'm thinking, I remember watching like I'm a big fan of Star Trek, and then every time they killed off a Star Trek character, it was just one, you know, over the course of a seven year run or something like that. And mm-hmm. I would be like, that's dumb. You know, it didn't even make any sense. They just killed her off because she wanted to leave the series or yeah, whatever the yeah. case is. You know, but if it happened all the time, I can see where you're like, oh, who's going to be next? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's because it's a zombie show and most of the world has been killed off that it's sort of par for the course that somebody's going to get killed every once in a while. But here we are in a, this is a horror show. So it could, you know, I mean, it's about these demonic threats and I just think if there's no consequences, then they just don't seem like that much of a threat. And then I, I don't know for sure if that would hurt the show. Maybe not because it is, I mean, what makes it fun to watch is Ash and, and his ways, but I did love the whole Amanda section because of how scary it is. And I just think that if nobody dies, then it won't be that scary anymore. And even in the movies, you know, evil dead and evil dead Two, that almost everyone dies. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, holy shit. So I, I personally think that even though I already like all the characters too, and I really don't want to see any of them go, that I think it would be better for the show if one of them got killed off. Yeah, well, we'd have to see. I, I'm not sure. You know, watching a movie is one thing. Watching a watching a series is another. Yeah. You, you know, you you you, have, you put stock into it. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out and how these next how the rest of the episodes hold up. I mean, it could be like Agents of Shield, where the first episode that was directed by Joss Whedon was was pretty good i thought and then it just went took a sharp turn downhill after that yeah <laughs> i'm trying to put myself into a position where i can imagine what you're talking about i'm i'm like oh you know i could i could handle it maybe if amanda or kelly or pablo were were, were killed off but not ruby no we gotta keep ruby <laughs> I, got, I got a thing for lucy lawless <laughs> see for me it would be i'll rank them i would want pablo to die the least and then yeah. after that is probably Amanda. 
and then Ruby and then Kelly is <clears throat> the one I care about the least right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, she didn't have much uh, to do in Not the first yet. episode. Really. She will. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's get on to, uh, where are we? You're number one. Number one, it was, it had a lot, you know, I think my number one mainly was the character thing, but we kind of killed that. So I'll go with the, the, uh, the special effects, you know, the, it was, I remember saying that one of the things I wanted to see was blood and there was certainly blood <laughs> and, and it was real blood. Uh, there is, there was use of CGI. It wasn't the best CGI you've ever seen and but it wasn't too intrusive either. I mean, no. they didn't use it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like the scene where, with the deadites in the, uh, with Amanda and her friend cop there in the, in the, in the mansion, you know, they used to, it was all props. It was real people doing real things and it was pretty cool. You could tell they were hanging from wires and stuff. Well, you couldn't really tell, but you know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't CGI. Right. So it was, it was, it was live action, which was really cool. Totally. And like you said, when they did use the CGI, it did take you out a little bit cause they were going on the cheap side of things, but you know, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't suspend your belief, you know, through the entire show. Yeah. And the fact, I think that it's, it's kind of a comedy. It helps. Like it doesn't feel like it needs to be as real, yeah. but you don't uh, take it too seriously. Yeah. yeah. But I agree. I thought even some of the, um, I mean, I, I thought it was all fine and I'm glad they did do a lot of practical stuff, but even the CGI was fine. The only thing where, I, where it took me out of it just a bit was the doll. But otherwise, like, I think there were some, when heads exploded, some of that was CGI or something, yeah. but it was like, I, I was like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I, I forgive a lot with TV shows too, because I know the budgets are lower and the production time is a lot less. And this was well done. Yeah, you, it you was. You keep thinking back to it and the, the, you know, the different scenes and you're like, yeah, that was, that was well done. It's certainly nothing I would do differently. Really? One of my favorites was when, uh, Ash chopped off, Vivian's head at the end and she was flying and you could see her evil look and then you in slow motion you see the chainsaw cutting through and then like the (laughs) life just went out of her face yeah it was pretty gruesomely awesome yeah Hmm. okay uh doing his thing yeah my number one is uh just sort of what's happening what what's the plot so it looks like after Ash fucked up and read from the book, somehow that awoke the evil again, <laughs> of course. And that it seems like they're, the deadites are just sort of not really there or they're weak and they can only give him messages. So they're appearing around him and saying things like, they're coming for you or we're near, your time comes again. So... Yeah. Or the, or else they're just playing with him, but they're warning him instead of really going at him. Yeah. So it's hard to tell. I mean, I think this show is going to be about as logical as the movies are, which is totally fine with me, but <laughs> just trying to figure out. Yeah. You get the impressions that the, the demons, it's not so much a possession because you were bitten or or scratched or whatever the case is. They just seem to, to be able to pick and choose yeah. who they want to possess, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're warning Ash, and, but it's it's all around him. Like the bar that he was at is yeah. now in a sinkhole, and uh, the girl that he read the book to—that was who was possessed in the house with Amanda. Yeah. And uh, so, anyways, they're 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 warning him, and he <laughs> decides to get out of town, which of course <laughs> won't work. <laughs> yeah. They, if he just drives somewhere else, 
they're obviously just going to follow him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. But anyway. well, they're invading the entire planet now, right? Yeah. That's the impression I well, got. Well, to me, it seemed more like it was still localized around Ash. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they, sh- at least they didn't, as far as I remember, show anything anywhere else except the girl he read the book to, the bar he was at, except for Kelly's de- um, dead mother coming back. And I, there really wasn't any clear connection between that and Ash that I could see. So yeah. maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell. I, yeah, maybe it was that. Maybe it was because they were watching TV and they saw it happening in other places. But mm. it could have been in, you know, in the same county or whatever. Yeah. And well, one other little interesting thing. So he calls this guy and says, uh, you know, oh, I came in years ago about a book, you know, uh, Inked in Blood, Bound in Flesh. Oh, and anyway, yeah, so right. that that card said booksfrombeyond.com. And uh, I looked it up and the site is not up but it's parked and you can't tell who registered it cause it's private, but I would imagine uh-huh. it's either stars or Sam Raimi's production company or something. But, uh, episode three is called books from beyond. So huh. that'll come back into play at some point. Cool. So, uh, just a couple little notes. Um, I thought the deadite getting up after half its head was blown off by that cop. Yeah, that? yeah, I think that was playing on people's expectations who are used to zombie stuff because you get this feeling after watching Walking Dead a lot. Oh, the head's gone. It's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and or, so that was pretty cool. Um, that's, uh, that's where Ash does his dismemberment thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they showed that if, you know, Raimi cam effect one time, it was in the parking lot of the value stop going under cars and around shopping carts. That was cool. Yeah. And then uh, one last thing. So if it's possible for people possessed by this demon to go back to human, cause we've seen Ash do that. then does that mean that it's murder to kill them? Oh, well, we're going to get uh, moralistic here. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably not worth talking about, but just something to think about. Well, that's a pretty heavy decision to have to make on the spot when you got these zombies, you know, these these possessed demons trying to kill you. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you can figure out some way to turn them back, but um, that would be boring, I think, if they went that route. They should just chop them up. Yeah, that's more drama. Yeah, totally. I don't know if it would fit. Right. All right, man. It was good. We both, I think we both give it an A, right? Totally. Oh, man. That was awesome. I can't wait to see the next one. I know. As soon as we finish recording this, I'm going to go watch it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have access to the screening. Okay, we'll take a little break. There's a little bit more to come, so stay with us. It's time for some news. Biggest thing is that 
before the premiere, it was like a week before Ash vs. Evil Dead was already greenlit for a second season. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, second season is a go. Another 10 episodes Sweet. next year. Yeah. Next thing, some of you might know that Sam Raimi and Evil Dead remake director, I don't know how to pronounce this, Fede, Fede Alvarez, they have talked at cons about this plan that Alvarez would do a sequel to the remake and Raimi would do Army of Darkness 2 and then they'd do another movie that crossed over between the two to bring the two worlds together. But um, recently Raimi said he had wanted to do that but now that he's in the middle of the TV show he realizes it's too complicated and and hard to get it together and figure out how it all fit together and do the deals and everything so it sounds like as long as the tv show is going that plan is kind of on the back but it might happen at some point i mean i'm okay with that i'd rather have the show i think anyway doesn't want to pull a george lucas huh oh (laughs) we need a kicking george lucas sound effect just kidding george (laughs) love you love you all right next uh bruce campbell talked a little bit about the walking dead he said we're competitive with the walking dead like we'll show those fuckers deadites are very clever they're not stupid shufflers they can mimic people they can drive cars they're a fun threat but then he said (laughs) walking dead's right up there though with being responsible for the current resurgence of horror yeah Hmm. he's uh well here's this next one he does he's been doing a lot of cons he always has but even more to promote the show he says wait is this no yeah this is from him he says some actors are freaked out they'll go once and never go again it's too close people are on the elevators with you they're looking at what you're eating it's all too precious i've had a different mo i enjoy fooling around with the audience messing with them tormenting them you know so i was the recipient of that so i know that he's right (laughs) (laughs) he does you know that's true he is kind of a little bit like his character ash yeah, well, I think he probably plays it up, too, because he knows we love it. Just plays on his strength. Do you think he's become a better actor? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Because <laughs> I remember, uh, I think yeah, I think we mentioned that, yeah. uh, or he mentioned, uh, we were just reiterating that he said when he first made the movie he wasn't that good of an actor, when he yeah. got a lot of notoriety for it. Now that he's a better actor, he's going back to what he started with, but... Yeah, it's kind of the same, huh? I mean, I think he's really good at what he does, but when he, um, there were a couple of moments in the pilot where he was just being normal and I felt like it was a little stiff or something. Yeah. But when he's like stepping on that glass and (laughs) going, ooh. (laughs) Yeah, he he makes really good faces when he's like confused, scared. (laughs) And it, I mean, I might just be being kind of, making excuses or whatever but i think it almost makes it better that he's not the best actor because <laughs> it's kind of schlocky you know yeah <laughs> might have lost something that's true yeah yeah but i mean everyone else other people might have a different opinion than me that's just what i think last thing so bruce is playing in, in the current season of fargo which is a really good show they're on their second season now i love the show he's playing ronald reagan Bruce Campbell is? Yeah. Wow. So I've only seen the first two episodes and he's not in it yet. And I have a feeling it's just a small, like maybe you'll see him on TV every once in a while or something, but I'm going to keep my eye out for it. Cause that sounds really interesting. Yeah. 
All right, that's it for the news. Next week on Ash vs. Evil Dead, it's an episode called Bait. Uh, in my other podcast in this section, we read the blurb and say who wrote it and directed it. Well, there is no blurb that I could find, and it doesn't say who wrote it. So we don't know what happens or who wrote it. We know it's directed by this guy, Michael J. Bassett, who directed Silent Hill Revelation that has a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple other movies, Solomon Kane, Da Vinci's Demons, Death Watch. He mostly gets lukewarm to negative reviews. So I don't know if that matters with a show like this. Yeah, I was Maybe just not. Say, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't hear the genre of horror or comedy horror. Even. Horror comedy, yeah. The 5% is meaningless. <laughs> I hope you're right. Uh, we'll find out as soon as we're finished with this podcast. All right, that's our show, episode four. Thank you for listening, everybody. Tell your friends. So I just wanted to announce before we close out that we're going to be joined by a third host after this. It's my friend Chris, who does the Talking Dead podcast. It's not Chris Hardwick, but it's Chris Talking Dead podcast. He's totally into the show, and I'm really happy that he was interested in joining us. So he'll be on next time. Cool. That'll be cool. Meantime, if you want to give us a call, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. You can also email us at groovy at podcastica.com. You can find us on the web at evildeadcast.com, facebook.com slash evildeadcast, or on Twitter at evildeadcast. And please check out the other podcasts on our network at podcastica.com. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Well, swallow your soul. You were right. No more running. It's good to see you, Hefe. Good to be back. How does it feel? Groovy.